Welcome to The Spirit Explodes with Roger Kirby. This is our study 9 in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 31, about the conversion of Paul. This story is usually called the conversion of Paul, but as we shall see, it was a very unusual conversion. The word conversion means a complete change of mind and actions. Paul, we will call him that, although for the next four and a half chapters, until a name change is noted, he is actually called Saul, made a complete change in his actions, but not in his mind. He considered his decision to follow Jesus a natural, if forced, development from his Jewish belief in God. We read then the first nine verses of chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men travelling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but they did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. The murderous threats of verse 1 are explained in chapter 26, verse 9. The second of two further accounts of this event Luke gives using his usual technique of repetition for emphasis. Paul was putting any followers of Jesus he could catch in prison and casting a vote for their death. Question 1. Paul changed his mind about Jesus, but what exactly was it about Jesus that forced him to change his mind? He realised Jesus was alive and therefore had risen from the dead. Question 2. Which Old Testament image or images will Paul have instantly related the lights and the voice to? Moses saw fire and heard a voice at the burning bush. Isaiah saw smoke and heard voices in the temple. The Son of Man vision that Daniel had is not quite such a close parallel but may well have come to his mind as well. Conversion may be 1. 
abrupt, bursting in upon a person at one particular time, or gradual, over many days or years. 2. Include a strong sense of sin and repentance, or be more concerned with coming under the control of a new master. 3. Include an immediate sense of call to a new sphere of activity, or simply expect a reinvigoration of an existing way of life. Question 3. Which was it for Paul? Abrupt or gradual? Repentance or new master? Call or reinvigoration? Clearly it was abrupt, it was a new master, and it was a call. Question 4. Which was it for you? It's obviously going to be your answer, but it's worth thinking about carefully. It is important to realise all these options are equally valid, and we should not look down on those whose experience differs from our own. In some church cultures, some people find it hard to believe they are properly converted unless the thunder rolls and the lightning flashes. They place too much emphasis on this passage. They forget that in the last chapter, after what can only have been an hour or two's chat, the Ethiopian was baptized, went on his way rejoicing, and probably started the church in his own country. Question 5. Are you confident the Lord has seized hold of you? If not, get a Bible and read these two passages in chapters 8 and 9. Note the contrast. Align yourself with one or the other. If still in doubt, find a more experienced Christian to advise you. We're going to read now the next 10 verses from chapter 9, verses 10 to 19. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the high priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you 
on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food he regained his strength. The word to Ananias must have been an awful shock to him. There he was, hiding away from the expected attack on Christians like him, by this very same man he was told to go and welcome. Question 6. What one word best describes what he did? Obedience, or perhaps courage. We're going to read now chapter 9, verses 20 to 31. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem? amongst those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. After many days had gone by, the Jews conspired to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Grecian Jews but they tried to kill him. When the brothers learned of this they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in number, living in the fear of the Lord. Question 7. Paul hit the church like a whirlwind. Apart from his natural ability and energy levels, which were clearly very high. What was it about him that enabled him to make such an impact? We read that he preached, he proved by argument, he spoke boldly, he talked and debated. All of which means that he must have known the Old Testament scriptures so well that when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he had all the necessary equipment to do these things. Question 8. What does that imply for us? 
our equivalent is when a young person is converted who already has all the necessary knowledge of Scripture to grow as a Christian and begin to instruct others. So teaching young people is enormously important. The final statement about Paul in this passage is they sent him off to Tarsus, his home city. He reappears at the end of chapter 11 when the Christian message started to spread beyond Jerusalem to non-Jewish people. We're not told what he did while he was back in his home area, but we may reasonably guess that he spent much of his time studying hard, adding to the deep knowledge he already had, researching the connection between the Old Testament and what had happened in Jesus and to him. Thus he equipped himself to become the foremost missionary of the early church and the great writer of the letters that that have meant so much to Christians all over the world ever since. Time spent studying the scriptures is never wasted. What a man! We will never be as great as he was, but the Lord can do wonderful things in the life of anyone wholly committed to him. Thanks for listening. Come back to Partakers, www.partakers.co.uk, where every day there is something added to help you in your life as a Christian disciple. Thank you.